I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men, including when it happens on Spider-Man, the animated series. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the Mutant Brotherhood. All of their adventures, more than anyone should. From the comic book pages to the animated second part of a two-part episode on Spider-Man the Animated Series that is a crossover with X-Men the Animated Series and we watched it and this second part is called Mutant's Revenge. The first one was called Mutant Agenda. I don't even know if we said that on the episode but that's just a fun fact. I don't think we did. You just said it right now. It'll be the title of the episode so that'll be cool I guess. Um, But yeah so this one's called Mutant's Revenge which I don't know if that title even makes sense honestly. I guess it kind of does. I don't know either. Um, you should first of all, the listeners should probably go back and listen to listen the to the other. Part. Okay, well, so anyway, this is part of a five-part Spider-Man episode, but the X-Men come in for the last two for a, a, like special mutant crossover because X-Men were so popular at the time, and Spider-Man wasn't. And we explained all of this on the last episode, so I don't we feel did. like we need to do it again. So just go back. Yeah, just go I back. I mean, otherwise, go back and check it out. Hear all about Hobgoblin as voiced by Mark Hamill. Okay, well, don't worry. We will will not have any answer, any new answers about him. In fact, it just gets like even more bonkers than this I that know. he's still here and he's still <laughs> flying around throwing pumpkins and stealing data on floppy disks. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we could at least explain some of what happened just on the off chance that somebody didn't listen to that episode. So, like, Spider-Man broke into the X-Mansion. He was Spider-Man. like, hey, I am mutating into a spider, possibly. I don't know what's going on with my body. But also, mutants are fucking freaks, and I hate them. And Professor Xavier was like, can you please chill? Also, this isn't a place where we, like, stop people from being mutants. And so then Spider-Man is like, well, fuck off. If you're not going to cure my mutant shit, then I'm leaving. And so then Beast follows Spider-Man on his own. This is after like, all the X-Men tried fucking Peter Parker when he walked in the door, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that already happened, and it didn't go well because Peter Peter Parker was like, I'm not gay. And then he left. Yet. <laughs> or at least I'm not willing to admit that I'm gay. So he runs off into the woods. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do too when I don't want to accept that I'm gay. I run off into the woods somewhere. I'm like, yeah. can you imagine like being a child and be like, I'm not gay. It's like, I'm not gay, mom. And you just charge it off into, into the, the woods. woods. I know. Yeah. You know I did run off into the woods a bunch when I was a kid, which you is really funny. You did woods behind your house. So I feel like it was a lot easier for you to scream you weren't uh, gay I, and I, run I, into I the mean, woods. I never screamed that, but I would be like, I'm like, I'm going to run away, mom and dad, and run off into the woods. And my parents will be like, we'll give him like 20 minutes. Yeah, that sounds about right. So that's what Spider-Man does. And so then Beast follows him and is like, hey, so actually there is a guy named Herbert Landon who works for the brand corporation. And he is working on a way 
to fuck around with mutant genetics. And so he might be able to help you possibly. I don't know. Don't ask me how I know this. And then Spider-Man is like, fuck off. I don't even care. He runs away. Beast gets captured. And actually it's captured by the brand corporation as it, as it happens. Turns out the brand corporation is supposed to be creating mutant super soldiers for Kingpin because sure Hobgoblin is involved, but he's also kind of not involved at all, but he's like there with pumpkin grenades constantly. Beast yeah. has been kidnapped. It turns out that Landon has used some research that it turns out that he created with Dr. Hank McCoy, like in Hank's past to kill mutants. So that's scary and bad. And so now he's going to kill Hank and Hank is in an electronically charged cage that is hanging over a vat of chemicals. And Wolverine has showed up to save his boyfriend and Wolverine thinks Spider-Man is the cause of all this. So they're in a big fight and Hobgoblin is also there. He's also just throwing pumpkins at there. Okay. Also there, we should mention that, in the last episode, Wolverine straight up admitted to everyone. It's like, I was on Beast's bed and Beast wasn't there. And wherever yeah, it's like, and all the X-Men were like, well, we kind of knew this was going on, but I guess it's just out in the open now. And Logan storms <laughs> off and he's like, I'm going to save my boyfriend because none of you guys care. Except he didn't actually ask for help. So I know there's also that so Wolverine just does the thing where he like leaves. It just doesn't. But also like, even when he was trying to leave, Gene was like, Hey Logan, like everyone was so <laughs> horny for each other. <laughs> Anyway, it's this is how the X Men are being written, and you know what? It's not unfair. It's, 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 I mean, it's pretty accurate. All the X Men are horny, especially when a new character is introduced. They're like, "Who's gonna fuck him first? I mean, yep. Unfortunately, yep. there is that stereotype in the gay community, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's not a stereotype so much as just us deciding that the X Men are like this. Yes. Like, I don't even know if the no. show is actually okay. portraying Everybody this knows that us. the X Men are horny. Every listener on this show will back it up, even if like it wasn't us putting that into everyone's heads. Everyone already knows the X Men is horny. And You're right. La- last time I checked, Wolverine and Spider Man were on the ground getting ready to fuck while the Hobgoblin was throwing a bomb at them, and that's where we left that's off. That's right. And so the bomb is still floating through midair and like Wolverine and Spider-Man have a full conversation as it like flies like, around. As it's floating. And Logan yeah. is like, I'm tired of being diplomatic. What have you done with Beast? And Spider-Man's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Aren't you at all interested in that clown who just threw a bottle at us? I don't have time for games, Wolverine. And Logan's like, good, because I ain't playing any. And then they like, We're like keep oh, wrestling. My God, I know. Goblin throws more trash at them. Yeah, Wolverine's are, like literally thrusting against Spider-Man's groin. And like Hobgoblin's throwing bombs at them and Spider was like, this doesn't seem to be the right time to like show me that it's okay to be gay. <laughs> so then Spider-Man sees, or no, Hobgoblin sees a camera, which yeah. matters for some reason. Anyway, then we go and look inside the control room, the camera does, and um, there's an intruder alert in there. Landon looks at the camera and it shows Spider-Man and Logan fighting. So I think we're supposed to believe that Hobgoblin aimed the security camera at Spider-Man and Logan to like distract Landon, but I don't see how that benefits Hobgoblin because Hobgoblin's entire deal is a mystery in this two-parter. So Landon looks at the camera and he's like, mutants, activate the missile launchers and turn off those alarms. Blast that mutant scum into oblivion. And then Spider-Man senses danger with his Spidey sense because a billion missiles are suddenly aimed at them. And so he leaps out of the way. He blasts the missile launcher with some webs. He saves Logan. It's all very romantic. And then Logan reveals that he has a healing factor. So he's like actually fine anyway, although he wouldn't have been fine if he'd gotten hit by a missile, but like whatever, Logan. Right. So Spider-Man is like, hey, I don't know where your boyfriend is. I haven't seen him since last night when he told me about this place. 
And then Hobgoblin sees them and he's like, great, they're distracted. I can get what's owed me. And then he flies away, which I guess he's still trying to get more money out of Landon. But didn't he get money in the very first scene? I, I, I don't even understand what his deal is. But like this whole scene, I barely wrote down because Hobgoblin was just talking to nobody. And we're like, yeah, OK, thanks. I don't know. And so like then Logan is like, so why the fuck is Hobgoblin here? And Spider-Man's like, I don't know. But he says Landon's going to genocide all mutants everywhere. And Logan's like, I'm going to find out for myself. But you're coming with me. And if you're lying, you're phileo spider pal, which is a Logan line. I don't know. I mean, like two seconds ago, also Spider-Man was trying to get Wolverine's clothes off to like check to see where he was healing from. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of they kind of like each other now, but like they're a little bit suspicious of each other. Well, I mean, that's, that is that's classic Wolverine. Like anybody who's new, he's like, he's like, I don't know if I should be friends with him or if I should fuck him or like not Both. be friends with him and fuck him. I don't really know. It's like, Logan, you like put your dick there away. There are other settings that a relationship can have other than like <laughs> hate fucking or like or ha- love, love fucking. fucking. Yeah, there oh, are my other God. ways to interact with humans, but Logan doesn't know what they are. So then Landon is like throwing a tantrum inside being like, where the fuck did the mutants go? And Beast is still in his cage. Yeah. And Beast has this conversation with Genevieve, who in the previous episode was like working for Landon, seems to hate mutants. Right. Uh, It's her. It's his like hot little science secretary, basically. And so Beast is like, why are you helping this madman? And the woman Genevieve is like, Landon is not a madman. He wants to cure the mutants of their condition, the suffering they must endure, which is kind of like putting it upon the mutant community being like, they're suffering because they're different. So we need to just kill them so they don't have to suffer anymore. And Beast is like, no, he wants to kill all of us. And Genevieve is like, if mutants don't exist, then they can't suffer. Maybe it's the only way. You must have thought so too once. Everything he's done is based on your early work, which is like a reminder that Beast's own work is like fucking with him right now yeah and that he's he's basically haunted by his past self-hatred this is is also the line that i i started to realize that genevieve was probably a mutant when she says she repeats that she goes if mutants don't exist they can't suffer and like if she why she's so stuck up on like worrying about the mutants suffering and like having to suffer for being different and like the hatred they're experiencing like you know the bigots don't think about that which is when i was like i think genevieve might turn out to be a mutant and i'm yeah glad i was right because i picked that up but you're right that it's very clever writing because it's not easy to, to like get that out of that you know yeah i just wasn't sure i wasn't really giving the episode enough credit for subtlety honestly but it's it this part is more subtle than i well, thought so, yes yeah, so the part two of this little crossover is much stronger than the first half i would agree with that i mean the first half is fun i mean they, all the x-men are trying to fuck each other and spider-man at the same time yeah but and so then beast is like my early work yes i once wanted to eliminate my mutancy more than anything i remember I, when i once felt that way it has been for years my darkest secret i was wrong being a mutant has brought great joy into my life and then genevieve is like there's nothing good about being a mutant mutants are freaks yeah and then beast goes me thinks the lady doth protest too much which is around where you start to think to yourself as if you were like oh she is supposed to be mutant yeah his beast starts to suspect it and then you're like oh okay interesting well then meanwhile somewhere else in this building wolverine just straight up crashes through the ceiling which i don't know how he does that by the way and then spider-man jumps up behind him and like comes on all the guys and they're like oh we're sticky and spider-man just goes subtly subtlety is not your strong suit is it wolverine over (laughs) and goes don't even know how to spell the word what a fuck (laughs) 
<laughs> I kind of like that though. I do too. Also, the guards look like they came out of the Gargoyles cartoon again, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's also like a completely different animation style in the show, by the way, which we <laughs> haven't talked about, but like none of the X-Men look at all like the way that we remember them I mean, Gambit doesn't have red eyes in this for one thing. I don't know yeah. if you noticed that he had like white pupils and like brown eyes and I was like, like, he just has um, normal eyes and it's like, well, maybe the animators didn't know what the X-Men looked like. That's fine. I do. I know it. And also, I know I said that I thought this may have happened around season five, but then I said season four, because I didn't say this last time, but Jubilee's hair is still short here. Yes, that's a good point. It yeah. is short. Although she's barely in these episodes. I but. can base, I can figure out where everyone's like life is at based on their hairstyle. That makes a lot of sense. I am um, gay. So then we go back to Hobgoblin for some fucking reason. And he's inside the brand corporation warehouse now. And he like finds a chamber with a screen on it that says mutant genetic research. And it turns out it's a computer that he hacks. And we see this like polygon lady's face. And she's like, Beep, yeah, boop. this this show had a lot of that going on because this is when the whole like, concept of like 3D cartoon animation had just started. So like yeah, it would just be so, randomly interested or into this show. And also like personal computers were becoming much more popular around this time. And so like he uses a CD-ROM, which doesn't even look like a CD-ROM at all to like get all of the data off this massive computer onto one cd-rom and he's like oh, okay I know. the entirety like of landon's life's work he steals onto one cd and he's but like they, they say they keep calling calling it a cd-rom but, yeah, like, but it should be a cd like it shouldn't be a cd-rom Right? It doesn't even matter because he puts in a floppy disk. I know. It's crazy. Anyway, he puts in a fucking weird disk and then he uploads an animation of himself as Hobgoblin saying like, all the computers have been deleted. And then like, he leaves. Okay. Now going back, I have to take that back because I remember my dad had this because he needed it for work. But there was at the time, I think it was called like a zip drive and the zip drives were like big clunky floppy disk things. And he but, could put all that information on there. I mean, that I believe, but they refer to it as a CD-ROM. So. You're right that that part's not right, but... It doesn't really matter. This is, like, 1995. Also, I refuse I refuse that uh, in 1995 there was any kind of computer that you didn't have to push a button, wait, like, a full minute for the eject function to happen, and go, like, out <laughs> the And then you have to put the disc in there, push the button again, and then blinks a bunch before it goes... <laughs> like okay like that's not what happens here he just like sticks it in pops it out the lady's like complete yeah it's basically like as fast as a flash drive but also not even like it's faster than even that because it transfers all of this data and deletes all of the computer's data immediately so hobgoblin has all the data suddenly i don't know why he turns to the camera and he goes i'm such a bad hacker which i watched twice because i was like why the fuck is he saying that <laughs> why is he talking to the camera and then know. and then like a polygon version of his face appears on there and he's yeah, like and it's like i deleted it all of it is gone delete delete <laughs> and then that goes back to spider-man who's just coming on some more guards and then yeah. wolverine throws them both into the ceiling and like i like they land i was like when did wolverine develop super strength like he literally just know. throws them and i was like what and then the guards are like hey can you help us get down and look it's like no no <laughs> At one point, Spider-Man, at one point, Logan goes, nice moves, kid. And Spider-Man goes, you're not too bad yourself for an old guy. And then there's like a shot of Logan looking offended, which was like pretty funny. To it me. really was. But it's also like Spider-Man being Gay. like, yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm kind of into daddies. And Logan's like, what does well, that mean? I guess I'm a daddy now. And he's yeah, like kind know. of wrestling with that inside of himself and being like, I don't know if I like this, but it's funny. I know. So then we go back to Landon and Je Genevieve and Genevieve is like, 
Well, Landon's saying that it's time to start the process that the chemicals are done, basically. Yes, and Genevieve yeah. is like, are we sure this is are we sure we're doing the right thing here? And Landon says, Yes, mutants are cursed. And that and then again, Genevieve has a line where she's like, To be a mutant is to be cursed. And yeah, I was by like, By this yeah, point, she's, it's pretty clear she's a mutant. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And then I don't know. This is like they have somebody who's is this a what's his I name from Kingpin? Yeah, I, I do too. Like, I don't I know. Can't fucking it doesn't tell. actually fucking matter who this is, but it's like a henchman for Kingpin, and he's like, "Sir, Spider-Man and Wolverine are headed for your lab." And then Landon's like, "No, stop them!" And then Logan and Spider-Man get away from some guards. They get locked in a room for a second, and Logan just like claws open the door, and it looks really stupid. And Spider-Man is like, "Cool!" And I was like, yeah. "Why do you think that looks cool?" But okay, he's I a don't kid. know. Um, so then Genevieve goes up to Beast and she's like, I'm sorry, it's not my fault. And I was like, it kind of is Genevieve, but like, okay. And then Beast goes, we each bear responsibility for the fate of our brothers and sisters. This is not the way I would have chosen to leave my mark on the world of science. And I actually kind of liked that he didn't accept her apology there because I was like, it's also like, she's complicit in this. She didn't prevent this from happening. Beast is like, honestly, you're trying to kill me. So fuck off. Yeah. Like he just says it in that Beast way where he's like, uh, you definitely bear responsibility for this. And also. Also, I'm not happy about what's happening. And Genevieve is kind of like, hmm, okay. Genevieve's like, like, whatever. Bye, bitch. <laughs> and then, so yeah. And then, then Wolverine does claw through the wall mm-hmm. and jumps out into the hallway. And Spider-Man's like, yep. Claws are definitely more fun than doors. But then yeah. the door gets blasted off and hits Spider-Man in the yeah. face. Yeah. And then that's, this is one of those times that after he like throws the door back at them, he turns to like the camera. He's like, don't forget kids to knock, knock before you barge in like or it's like don't don't barge in without knocking yeah. it was like i'm like oh here we go this is for that then wolverine busts into like the lab and screams where's my boyfriend the x-men theme planes mm-hmm. it's really funny to me because wolverine like grabs landon and he's like what is this i'm you cook off and wolverine jumps like he looks at beast and he just immediately jumps at the electric cage which yes. is clearly like covered in electricity yeah and he just jumps on it anyway and beast is like can you fucking not like he, like, has, I know, he, is flying he has to it. reach through the cage and grab logan who immediately passes out so logan for the rest of the scene for the most part is completely useless yes. and it was like and beast instantly. has to just hold him up over the vat of chemicals that will kill him instantly if he falls like, into logan, it it's like beast is like how is he still the damsel in distress when i'm in the cage i know like, it's amazing and beast has to save logan like basically i know it's, i was like I, logan is just i love that on this show logan is constantly a damsel in distress i know they kept that they kept that from x even in the comic books when you think about it because he's always getting captured and he's the first one to go down and everyone's like logan whatever what what are you doing here there are some shots here of genevieve just standing there looking scared which i didn't like because by this point i was just waiting for her mutant ability to show up but it takes a long fucking time for her to get around to it and not in this yeah scene. well she's doesn't want to expose herself or whatever so like this is a pretty intense moment okay so all this crazy shit happens landon finds a laser gun okay yeah actually this whole scene shooting everywhere hobgoblin shows up hobgoblins it goes off for like a full five minutes of just like pure chaos because like Like, i didn't even write all of it down because it was just like absurd shit kept happening but at uh, one point (laughs) landon is trying to shoot hobgoblin hobgoblin has this disc by the way with like all of Landon's life's work on it and he's like don't shoot the disc but Landon keeps trying to shoot Hobgoblin anyway and so like he shoots the cage and and then the cage is like almost falling and so then Spider-Man has to run up and grab the cage Yeah, and the Beast is holding Logan and and everyone's screaming at Logan they're like Logan wake up and he is awake he's like Logan keeps being like Oh, that move. really hurt. I need to like, just, I need a few minutes, guys. And they're like, Logan! <laughs> and meanwhile, like, 
Hobgoblin's like throwing bombs around and like Genevieve is straight up just screaming in the background. And then in the middle of this, like Kingpin like calls, calls in on Skype. On the phone and it's and like, he's like, hey, so how is my like mutant army coming it's along? Like, it's just like all this absurd series of events that were actually really funny to watch. It was. And so then this is where the henchman who I actually don't think is Smythe, but is like revealed to be a spy for Kingpin is like just like some other random fucking henchman is there. And he's like, hey, so I'm pretty sure that Landon wasn't actually developing a mutant army for you at all. I'm pretty sure he was just making this vat of chemicals to kill all mutants and Kingpin is like oh well I guess you can leave because it doesn't it turns out we don't need this Landon guy for anything because he's fucking useless yeah and we were like okay great and then meanwhile like they're still fighting everyone's still fighting and Logan like finally wakes up and he goes and he calls while I was out and everyone's like Logan (laughs) Logan And so then Logan finally starts like swinging back and forth on the cage and okay, like this manages- is like such a Logan thing that we've seen on the show where it's like he's swinging back and forth on the cage and the kid somehow rips it off the wall, throws the cage, does a like a three rolls in the air, backflips off the wall, and lands next to Beast. It was like Yeah, and Beast like climbs out the cage, which has been like safely catapulted away from the vat of chemicals. Yeah. So Beast hops out. Spider-Man's fine, everybody's fine. And so then Logan is like quite a ride, eh, Hank? And Hank is like, not what I would care to duplicate, Logan. Unless it's on your dick, Logan. And then Beast explains that the vat of chemicals is a plan to destroy mutant life as we know it. And then Genevieve runs up to them and she's like, Landon's in there. So like somehow Landon fell into the vat of chemicals at some point, which I missed. I, I, don't I know forget who threw happened. him in. I think it was Hobgoblin, honestly. Probably. So he's in there. And then Landon hops back out of the chemicals. Oh, wait, no, it's because, like, at one point, Hobgoblin, like, is tossing the stupid disc up and uh, down his hands, but then he, like, doesn't catch it. He's like, oh, shit! And then, like, (laughs) then he, like, jumps... Then Landon jumps in after it, and then they both fall into the water. Oh, I missed Hobgoblin falling in, but I think Hobgoblin is fine. No, 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 Hobgoblin. I'm I'm saying the... Disc oh, and the disc and Landon. Landon. Yeah. Well, we never see the disc again, but we just yeah, see it Landon gets just, again. It just like gets destroyed in here. Yeah. Because then Landon falls out of the thing and he starts transforming and mutating. And Wolverine's just like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah. Yeah. Like, and so, like, it turns out that, like, as Beast monologues to us, that apparently if a regular human goes into the chemicals, they mutate in some way. What? I mean, which I don't understand. So then Genevieve, Genevieve is like, you're you mutants. Do something. Use your powers. And Beast is like, how ironic. Landon is becoming what he hated the most, a mutant. And then I don't even understand what his fucking new power is, but his power is to suck energy out of machines, apparently. So that's what he's doing. Yeah. He sucks energy out, and the more energy he sucks out, the more big he gets. So he's turning into Godzilla, basically. No, no, this whole like King Kong thing starts to happen. In which, yeah, but, but first, but Gen- before, before, but first, that happens, wait, yeah, Genevieve is like screaming at Land to be like, Landon, listen to me. It's Genevieve. You're like hot secretary. Beast can help you. Remember, all the research you're working on now is based on his research when he was trying to like get rid of the X gene. And Logan just goes, Wait, what? What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. And Beast is like, uh, never mind. I'll explain it all later. And Logan's like, never mind. I don't want our relationship to end, so I'm just not going to ask about this ever. Yeah. yeah, Logan is just like, I don't want to know. Like, he straight up is like, I don't want you to tell me about this because it sounds <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I know. And just like, like, okay, okay. fair enough. <laughs> like, and then, then, wait, wait, but then, but then, <laughs> then, then Logan goes over to attack Landon and then Landon just immediately slaps Logan across the room and Spider-Man yes! goes, you sure showed him. And Logan goes, <laughs> shut up, you puny little geek. And we're like, okay, oh Logan. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
It's funny, though. And so then apparently, like, the Godzilla version of Landon is, like, in pain now if he doesn't absorb electronic energy. So he's, like, constantly trying to absorb energy. And so then he busts through the wall and starts walking down the street of New York City or wherever the fuck they are. Then Beast is like, if he absorbs more energy, he's going to become immense and unstoppable. But then Landon is, like, reaching into his sewer and, like, grabbing all the electricity from the city and absorbing it. Everybody's running away and screaming. By the way, we're already, like, at the end of the episode. It happens so fast. Yeah, we're we're at the climax for sure. So then we see a new Yeah, I mean like like the first episode had like a bunch of stuff happening in this, but there I think we're underplaying or we're downplaying how long the fight scenes were in this episode. Oh, yeah, there's some very, I mean like, very the, like that scene scenes. alone with Hobgoblin and Landon firing at each other in the lab while like It was like, 10, while, minutes like, it was like 10 minutes of like wacky like the tick level nonsense, you know. I enjoyed it though. I mean, I was certainly oh, like too. I'm not I'm not like hating on it at all, but I, I have to exp- I'm just saying when you go to watch this. Yeah. By the way, you can watch it on Disney Plus. You just look for Spider-Man the animated series. Yeah. So anyway, the news anchor, there's a news broadcast here. And so the news yeah. anchor is like a monstrous creature apparently drawing energy from the city's electric power grid has escaped from the brand corporation where Herbert Landon has been carrying on with mutant genetic research. The creature is now terrorizing the city and headed for Times Square and the police are unable to stop it. So that's all very bad. So Xavier calls Rogue and Cyclops and Jubilee who are all on the X-Jet already, which is very convenient and tells them to go fucking help out. Well, they were probably trying to fly after Logan who just left. That's They're a good like, point. That's uh, a good point. And so then Rogue is like, that is one ugly critter. And Xavier's like, Beast and Logan and Wolverine are down there. They need your help. And Cyclops is like, we're on our way, Professor. Yeah, and meanwhile, like, Landon in his mutated form is climbing the Empire State Building with Genevieve in his hand like it is King Kong. Yeah, but first he has to grab a helicopter full of people and then Rogue hops out uh, yeah, and she and pulls the helicopter it. out I of know. his hands. And then, Except then she, I hated this part where he just smells Max her and she immediately faints and falls into Spider-Man's arms and I was I like I hated this too and like Spider-Man's like gotcha yeah. and Rogue's like I bet you say that to, to all, all the girls, girls. <laughs> and it's like, and like oh my god what I don't even know and like this this is like another five minute monologue where the X-Men are like quickly debrief us on what's happening Beast and Beast just basically explains everything that's happened in the episode so I like I kind of liked it though because it's like a moment where Beast realizes that Spider-Man is a huge nerd which I was actually wondering if that was going to come up between yeah, them I mean, and I actually like that. And it that finally beast. does. And so Beast yeah. Beast is like, Landon was using physioelectrical energy to stimulate the mutant cells to self-destruct. Now he needs it to hold his own cells together. That doesn't make any sense, but whatever, fine. No, whatever. And so then Spider-Man is like, yes, that would explain his craving for electricity. And Storm has like one of her few lines ever where she's like, he's a walking storage battery. Sure, fine. And then Spider-Man's like, what if we shut off his power? And then he like comes up with this wacky plan to like short circuit the power, which I don't understand how the fuck it works, but Beast and Spider-Man do. And I so, don't know. They're like, we're just going to turn the Blackbird into a radio antenna. Yeah. And Wolverine has this joke where he's like, sure, I'll just climb up the Empire State Building, hand him a wire and say, hold this. And Spider-Man is like, if we had a microwave antenna adjusted to the right frequency and a transmitter big enough to hold all the energy. And then they realize that the X-Jet can serve as that kind of thing. Yeah. And... That's and then Beast fun. and Spider-Man start having like science flirting that's happening here. It's cute. Yeah. And so they set up the antenna. Jubilee shoots fireworks and Storm shoots lightning at Landon and that charges him up, I guess. And then Gambit also throws a bunch of cards. And wait, he's wait, like, he says something Ace. to... 
I don't know. know. I don't remember. He's like, he's a royal flush or whatever. It was something so stupid. And that's when Genevieve finally gets dropped out of his hand. Yeah, and into Gambit's arms, of course. And Gambit's like, want to fuck Sherry? And she's like, I actually really thought that was super funny and like the only in-character moment for Gambit where he catches Genevieve and then he like waves at the camera like, we're going to leave now. And I was like, I thought it was really funny. Meanwhile, Rogue's doing all the heavy lifting where she's lassoing uh, all of Landon with that weird rope that they brought out. Yeah. And then that's when they do the they whole fly thing away with the ship. And then it turns out that like, Landon is like growing in power and he's too big for them to do whatever they were going to do. But then it works anyway. Yeah. And so then, the, then Cyclops is like, prepare for a crash. And so like the blackbird's spinning around wildly towards the ground. And Genevieve's like, I have to do something and reveals that she's a Finally. telekinetic and like slowly drifts everybody to the ground. Landon returns to his form, but he kind of looks like two face now. Yeah, um, he's like a little bit green, but he's at least normal human size now. Yeah. Um, Beast puts a blanket over him because he's naked like the Hulk. And then he says to Genevieve, thank you for saving us and for accepting what you are. And Genevieve's like, you knew? And then like Spider-Man walks up and is like, what the fuck is going on? And then I, I was like a little upset that Beast revealed this to everybody, but I was also like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, I was like, I yeah, that's how I have felt too. Because Beast turns on and she's like, She's a mutant, a telekinetic. I've suspected as much for a long time. And Spider-Man immediately is like, a mutant, of course. It all makes sense now. You're the one who saved me from the auditorium when the ceiling was caving in. And Genevieve is like, that's right. I am a mutant. That's why I went to work for Landon. I really did hope he had a cure. And Spider-Man's yeah. like, I can relate, I can relate to, that. to that. And the and X-Men are like, like standing there. They're like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah, like, come on. Like, we're all gay and we're fine with it. Like, Jesus. Yeah. So then Genevieve is like, the problem has been solved. But what about the monster within me and i was like jeez this is so dark and then and then beast is like you're possessed by no monster only your own fear and confusion we will introduce you to professor xavier he can help you he'll just go around and hop in your brain a little bit if you're like this is fine and then spider-man looks off in the distance he's like maybe somewhere someone can help me too and it's like wow this is like every like self-hatred for being gay like it's really Fucked. But then all the X-Men get together with Spider-Man. And say more one-liners. This is wait, wait, this is this is the part that I love though, because Logan's like, remember, no matter what problems you got or what mistakes you've made, you don't have to carry that load by yourself. You got friends if you need them. Like Hank, right? Hank, we're fucking. And everyone's <laughs> like, we know. We all know that you guys have been fucking and Hank and Beast are like so I mean Hank and Beast. Hank and Logan are so happy they finally have just outed themselves to everybody. And they're they're like, like making out in front of everybody, and all the X-Men are like rolling their eyes. I'm being like, oh my god, this is so corny. And then they all get into the X Jet. Rogue's like, I sure wish I could get some. Everybody better look, but don't touch, because this is the version of Rogue I am in this episode. <laughs> everybody ignores her too and then there's like a quick shot of a newspaper slamming peter in the face as the x-jet flies away yeah i was like he's just like on the rooftop somewhere he's like and it's like it says that dr maria craw is or whatever is going to be leaving in three days yeah dr mariah crawford apparently is a character on this show who like helps out spider-man and is a doctor and so he's like wait i totally forgot i knew dr mariah crawford i guess i should have asked her for episodes at the beginning of anyone else like randomly breaking into xavier's mansion and like not not actually helping anyone there and also like potentially just dragging them all into my bullshit like beast wouldn't have gotten kidnapped if they hadn't been like flopping around the x-mansion yeah i don't know why any of that fucking happened so then spider-man goes to mariah and he's like hey i need your help and she's like i'm glad you came i have to leave for africa in three days but it's fine Okay, but also she's like horny for Spider-Man also. Yeah, Did like, you notice I that? Know, she's like, oh my character. God, thank God you're here, Spider-Man. I need to get 
fucked right now. And we're like, this show is yeah. somehow hornier than the X-Men right now. And I don't know how that's even possible. Maybe all of it is. But so the conclusion of it is that Spider-Man is like, I had to be reminded that when I'm in trouble, I'm not alone. I have to go to my friends. And I was like, Spider-Man, is that really all you learned? Like, <laughs> maybe you should have learned a few other things. Like, one, don't break you're into gay. the X-Mansion. Two, you're gay and you need to be okay with it. Three, stop being a dick to everybody? Like, yeah, like, just, like, stop being such a whiny piece of shit. Like, like stop. What are you doing, dude? Like, I don't know. I would have liked it a little bit better if that had been the lesson at the very end of this. Like, I actually, I really enjoyed the two-parter. But I feel Me like too. the lesson that Spider-Man should have learned here is, like, I needed to be less suspicious of other people for being different. And, like... That's, or like also I shouldn't be hating myself for being right? different and like it's okay if I like go to the doctor and make sure that I'm physically safe but also like I need to stop hating myself when you think about it Genevieve you think Genevieve gets an arc where she kind of like figures out that she doesn't hate herself at the end but she still does she does still hate herself yeah she walks around the end being like I really wish I could cure this because I hate being a mutant and yeah, then it's even like, after she saved everyone with her right. powers like she did it like if she wasn't there they would have all fucking just crashed and died and like I know, and like possibly more collateral damage would have happened like landon definitely wouldn't have survived not that he necessarily deserves to like she basically just saved everyone and she's like it's really terrible to be a mutant and it's like yeah it's kind of sad but i i thought it was believable at least that that genevieve was like not going to be cured instantly okay but you know she... what's actually crazy though is that spider-man's like i wish i could get cured and he walks away he's like i can cure my gayness turns out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're like wow okay yeah i i mean i feel like that's part of why the crossover doesn't entirely work as much as i enjoyed these two episodes because it's like clearly butting up against a different set of politics that this show is doing and like a different set of metaphors and stuff and like the x-men's metaphor it, it's almost like it doesn't quite fit into this world you know what i mean like it doesn't fit i with mean Spider-Man's they're trying to make deal. it work the best that i they mean can. i enjoyed it a lot and it was almost like watching like a couple bonus episodes of x-men the animated series which especially since we're done with the show it was like fun to just have a couple more but it definitely felt like it didn't quite fit in the world of Spider-Man, but I don't really care. I still really enjoyed watching it and Me I like, thought it was fun. I thought it was funny too. Like, and I really enjoyed how gay everyone was and how horny they all were. But, you know, I don't know. I think the metaphor is still sort of working here. Yeah. I think they've been dumbed down a little bit since X-Men the Animated Series because Spider-Man the animated series, I think, was more geared to younger children than like X-Men the Animated Series was there for kids for sure. And like, we know that based on the fact that there'll be dark politics happening, but then there'd also be like a wacky trombone sound in the background. Yeah. But like, you know, I do think that Spider-Man somehow was aimed even for a younger even audience younger, than that. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. You know? Yeah. I mean, well, we haven't watched the rest of the show. It's entirely possible that it's really dark. You should rewatch it and like, I let should me know. rewatch it. I remember thinking parts of it were kind of dark because like this was during the time that I watched X-Men, the animated series, Batman, Gargoyles, uh, Spider-Man. I also watched The Tick at the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, clearly I had some sort of, like, superhero fetish going on. And then I also watched, like, Rugrats and Doug. Right. Well, you watched a lot of television growing up, whereas I didn't ever watch any because it wasn't allowed. I also read a lot of books. I honestly don't know how I don't have time to do well, all these things anymore. Well, you probably weren't doing your homework for one thing so well, but i remember like during like the summertime when i wouldn't yes. be working or whatever or yeah. going to school remember like, I'd, being like, a child. I'd go play i would you know what it is it's like you come home it's like what it is now as an adult it's like okay well i live alone so i have to also like procure and cook all my food so that's like day yeah hours like of the your, day your gone. parents like, were taking care of all of that shit for you yeah, yeah exactly there was like nothing to worry about 
<laughs> so anyway, I don't know how we got on that topic. So I give this, I don't know, I would give it like four out of five. Yeah, I give X's. it a four. I, I really enjoyed B's storyline in this. I like the idea I do of too. It. I really like it. Beast of Wolverine came out. That's what I'm happy about. I'm really glad they came out. But I mostly thought it was cool to have a storyline where Beast's past came back to haunt him, but in a way that felt real and compelling to me. Like, it didn't feel like unfair or something that this would have happened to him. I just was like, this is interesting. And I liked it. And I liked him having to navigate that and then being like kind of embarrassed to admit it to Logan. But Logan also ultimately being like, I don't really give a shit, dude. Like, I'm sorry that happened, but like, let's move on. Yeah. Um, Which is very Logan and like probably not the healthiest reaction, but at least felt in character to me. So yeah, I liked all of that with them, which I guess is a good transition into who's gay because we know. The Um, it's clearly okay. I already took pictures or screen caps of this and put on my Twitter, but I'm gonna do it again on the Mutant Ages Twitter. But like Wolverine and Beast have these moments where their arms are around each other, and it's like both it. those times when he's like, they're like, just so you know, there's friendship everywhere, right, Hank? And they look into each other's eyes, they're like, right, Logan, and yeah. it's like, okay. And yeah. Jean's like, well, this explains why I'm not getting laid anymore because I'm not getting fucked by Scott. Jean either. isn't even in this episode, right? I don't even think she's in the. Oh ending. my god, you're right. She's not even there. Because <laughs> because maybe they couldn't have her there because they had they needed a reason for Gen- Genevieve to like oh, drop the that's a good point. or like use her that's psychic powers point. and if Jean was there she wouldn't yeah. have been able to do that so yeah you're right if Jean was there it would have fucked everything up so Jean had to stay home it's almost like Jean should have died in season four or three yeah. or whatever the Phoenix saga was it was in. three but whatever yeah. oh well it's doesn't fine. really matter <laughs> no also I think Genevieve is invented for this show right like she's not from anything she is she is and she's also not gay. But yeah, Wolverine and B-Star. Anyway, Wolverine and B-Star. I still feel like, I mean, Spider-Man, I don't know. I guess he's kind of gay. Spider-Man is like a, a pansexual, bisexual kind of vibe going on there. So mm-hmm. Hobgoblin is like not gay, but he's also in this episode throwing Neither grenades. is Landon or Kim. Oh, there's a moment in the kingdom like screams at somebody that he's going to yeah, like take out right. his frustration on him. We and I was skipped like, over it, but there's that moment with him and Smythe where he's like, don't mouth off to me or I'll take out my frustration on you. And it was in like a classic mouth. like villain henchman relationship that I was just like, yeah, I mean, I guess this is yet another thing that this show would do. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it wasn't really compelling to me, but it's mostly that I don't have that much emotional attachment to Spider-Man characters. So right, same here. There's that. But yeah, I really liked all the Logan and B stuff in this episode. I would recommend I watching the two parter if only for that, because I enjoyed the two of them so much in both episodes. Yeah, so, same here. I, I, I think that's it that's that's, that's it. it. There's like, there's not like anything else. We've already expanded on that in the last episode where we were talking about them being together. I'm just glad that they came out to their friends. Like, I mean, like, we already knew they were gay. Like, they were all out to each other that way. But I mean, in terms of like them dating each other, because you know, like, like there's we're always that, like, hold weird hands in front of each other and like, yeah, it is weird when two people in a friends group start dating. Like, when but you do don't you, have do to you tell don't know everyone? if they're dating or yet, or and they're just like they're clearly are, but they haven't told anybody. So when they're together, like they like don't actually like hold hands, but they spend the entire time with each other, not the whole group. You're like, okay, they're dating. Yep. And, and except they didn't want to admit it for a long time, even though everybody knew that. Anyway, it's just And they're funny. like, we're happy for you guys. Anyway. This is a really zippy episode. I'm loving it. Is. It is. It's going to be easy to Please edit. enjoy this short episode, everyone. It will never happen again. <laughs> 
Um, we still got to do the plug section. No, though. you're right. That's not going to take 20 minutes, though. But <laughs> no, it's anyway, not. you can find the Mutant Ages everywhere online: Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. And, you know, if it exists as a social media, we got it. And we're individually oh, yeah. on. Well, we're individually everywhere. But um, I am Ryan Pajella on Twitter and Ryan.Pajella on Instagram. I am at Mitty Myers on Twitter and Insta. Do you want to plug your YouTube channel, though, Ryan, while you're I at do. it? I do. I have a YouTube channel where I post all my vlogs and my adventures. And you can find that just by going to Ryan Pajella. And you can go subscribe to that. And you can go subscribe to the Mutant Ages YouTube channel where we're playing through every single video game ever. And we do X-Men parodies and we do the mashups of the animation from these shows to our to our podcasts. So they're fun. It's fun stuff. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. And um, we also have a bunch of other cool places that you can hang out. If you go to mutantages.com, check out that panel on the right-hand side. You can find our Discord server, hang out with other Mutant Ages fans. You could also... Yeah, we've been talking a lot about the recent comics on there, so it's a good time to hop on in. Oh, yeah. And I mean, there's obviously the social medias that we listed. But if you want to contact us in some way, we also have an email address, which is the mutantages at gmail.com. We've got a voicemail inbox, which is one five zero eight. 319-1668. You can call us, sing us a song, t- tell us your feelings about Hobgoblin or whatever. And we have a P.O. Box where you could send Woo! us physical mail. P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760, baby. Yeah, you can send, send us, us a, a letter or some fan art or whatever you want to do. I am Please. checking it even though it's COVID, but you know, like I have Lysol spray, so I trust yeah, y'all. it's all good. Yeah. Um, And then, you know what else we have? We have a Patreon. Patreon! Really important. Yes, very much so. So we, we talk about this every time, but it's it's worth reiterating. Like we know that COVID-19 has resulted in widespread unemployment. A lot of folks listening to the show probably don't have any disposable income. So don't worry about it if that describes you. But if you have disposable income and you're able to support the show, we are so grateful for yeah, you. Yeah, we are really grateful. Ryan, because especially because Ryan's been out of work. Um, And, you know, who knows what the future may hold. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not going to give the whole speech again because he got it last week. But uh, support your creators right now because most of us are not making money from our full-time jobs. So Right, and have very little hope of doing so. So it's so, so appreciated. And, and if you do manage to support the Patreon, then you get bonus podcasts episodes you get like behind the scenes stuff you get copies of the soundtrack depending on what tier you support bonus videos and so on and so forth and if you back at the highest tier you get a shout out on the show and that's those shout outs go out to sorum b samuel b enc and zach s thank you so much for being our top tier supporters uh you know we really appreciate it we appreciate everybody who you know donates to us during on patreon and you will get bonus episodes of uh, or podcasts or videos. I try and keep up with it. Make sure you're getting at least a couple things each month. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so, so helpful to us right now, especially. And if and if you can't help us like financially, because that's something obviously I completely understand with. Uh, you can still help us out by reviewing the show by going on Facebook or iTunes or whatever platform you listen to the show on. Mm-hmm. Leaving us a review or like if you don't want to write a review, you can leave us a star rating because that helps increase our visibility to new listeners. That's right. And, you know, I just want to say I'm really glad this is a snappy up because next week is not going to be a snappy up. What's oh, happening no. next week, Ryan? What's next week's episode? I don't know. I think I'm not going to show up. <laughs> yes, you fucking are. <laughs> next week, I'm going to skip it like I'm it. skipping class in high school. No, you are going to class. You are going to detention, and that detention is X Men Origins Wolverine, the film. No, we are watching that it really would have been like. 
I don't know. That really would have been a horrible thing to like put me in detention for. I know. Oh God. Okay. So that is, that's what's happening next week. If you're watching along with us, just go ahead and skip this shit. Don't do this to yourself. We're going to watch but it. You can listen. You. you can listen to us. Please listen to us recap it, but I would not recommend watching it. We can just go ahead and say, we don't recommend it. We already know we don't recommend it. It gets a zero it. to five X's, but you can let us rail into it for about two hours. And so. we know you're going to love it. Um, so look forward to that next week. Uh, I think that's it for plugs. Am I right? I think it is too. Yeah, we nailed it. We got all the plugs. We even got like Wolverine and Hank boning kind of plug. That's not even a sentence. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) That's the best kind of plug is a plug into Logan's butthole. Uh, There's also the plug I put into an outlet to charge my phone. That's a pretty good plug. It's not as good as as Logan's It's not as good as getting plugged by Wolverine by a long shot. Oh, are you two back together this week? Oh, yeah. Well, okay, you know, few. We, fucking like, few. Thank well, well, we we got the shit out of the way because basically Wolverine was all like, uh, like, are you gonna fuck me or not? Like, what are we all about? And then Cable's like, he's fucking me. So then Cable resolved to throw water on all of us, and then we had like a weird threesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. actually pretty hot. I don't know why I'm calling it weird, but you know, it was only weird because it was so unexpected and surprising. Well, it was for just, you. it was just weird because we were very wet, not like in a sexual way, but like for some reason, cable keeps bringing buckets of water to bed. So I mean, I don't know what that's about. And then in the middle okay. of it, it got weird because Bishop jumped out and screamed, "Time travel is real." So whatever. Um. Yeah, I feel like this is almost like the Wolverine goes on a date with Ryan segment, but it's like become this extra segment at the end of the show where you just describe who you're. Well, fucking. I don't have like. like I mean, right before we leave, you're like really quick. Wait, here are the four here's the expert that I'm fucking that I'm I am fucking, fucking this week. week. Yeah. I don't know. It's like become a regular segment, and then at a certain point, I just say "see you next time," and then it's I over. I know. Well, eventually, I'll do another Wolverine goes on a date with Ryan, but I feel like that's gonna actually show up in the fan fiction world now. It probably will i'll still you throw know. in the theme song somewhere or other who knows um, yeah I, like it's like ryan screams at the camera cue up the music now wolverine's like what the fuck <laughs> and the music is like playing in real life while you're on the date yeah yeah the whole great. time can you imagine that playing the entire time would be it's like kind it's of not like that good of a song it's only like 10 seconds I, it's long. also like kind of morose what do you think about yeah, it it's, it's very slow sad. and haunting yeah i mean that was what i thought was funny about it at the time was that it was like slow I oh i mean know. you that is very goth of you so it works <laughs> all right anyway we'll see you next time we'll see you next time <laughs>